You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 119. Hey, hey, we are back here doing this thing here again, Monday morning. Hope your weekend was a good one. I know, guys, that the struggle is real when you start off another week, but this episode will give you the boost that you need. Before we get into it, I do have a few things to share The first one is the winner for the three-year podcast anniversary giveaway. I asked you guys to leave a positive review in iTunes or DM it to me, letting me know your favorite episode of the podcast or guest and why. It was great seeing your submissions. It truly blessed my heart. And I have chosen at random who will win a free book of mine, their choice, and a brand new notebook. I want to give a congratulations to Angela Prine. You have won the giveaway. I loved reading your review. I'm going to be reaching out to you, but you can feel free to DM me your address. I can get your gifts to you very quickly. I did want to read a few reviews today. This is something that I hope I could do once in a while. I'm kind of changing up the intro because I want to talk to you guys a little bit more. Um, this is a different way to just say thank you and to connect with everybody, kind of changing things up. So be sure to leave a review in iTunes or email it to helloawesomeshop at gmail.com or DM it to me on Instagram at helloawesomelive. You could also send me book reviews or questions that way too. I'm going to take them all and I will share them on the podcast uh, every once in a while. That I think will be really, really cool. Okay, so since Angela won the giveaway, I'm going to read her review first. She said, Hi, sister. This is my five-star podcast review. I'm way older than you and Kristen, but felt encouraged by your conversation concerning body image. What a boost this would have been to my young adult self. Can't wait to listen to part two. I would enjoy the last devotion book you named during the introduction to the giveaway. So this is my entry. Angela, first of all, I love that you are older than us because these conversations are for everybody, no matter what. And I can't tell you how many people have reached out and said, I'm older than you and I needed that. And so just knowing that we have this this chance to talk about it and these conversations now um, in this day and age is so cool and very encouraging. Kristen was awesome. I hope you guys love that episode with her. I know that it was a treat for me. Now, this next podcast review is from GA2PA, Gatapa, I think, <laughs> titled Awesome. And they write, such a great podcast for apostolic women. We laugh, cry, and are challenged by the word of God. Highly recommend. And she gave five stars. Well, first of all, thank you so much. That's truly the goal to laugh, to cry, and to be challenged here on this podcast. I know I have been. And I love that um, you have been as well. And I hope the majority of you listeners feel that same way. I want it to be a little bit lighthearted, obviously, naturally goofy. That's going to come across um, just laughing about different situations. But we don't shy away from the hard stuff. And I think that's really important because this is just a place where we could just get real about it all. And I'm glad that you listeners are feeling that same way. All right. I hope you guys liked listening to those reviews I love sharing them, and yours could be read next on the podcast, so go leave one. I'm excited to read it. One other thing I wanted to share is lately you may have seen me share two resources that are out now that I created. They're brand new, 
The first one is called Three Easy Steps to Write and Publish Your First Christian Book. And it's only $5 in my shop at helloawesome.live. All you have to do is go on my website, tap the books in the menu bar. It's going to say books. And you scroll down to the bottom of the page. It's a digital ebook, and that means that you can download it instantly on your device to read right away. Like I said, it's just $5. You guys have had a lot of questions about how to write and publish a Christian novel or a Christian book for years. And so I put all the answers that I could into this very easy format that you guys can get as a resource. So I hope that it helps you. And I also launched this last week my first ever 31-day Bible journal called Align. It's the perfect companion for your daily devotion where I share my Align method that helps you study the Word no matter how busy you are. This is perfect for any of you moms out there who feel like you don't even have time or college students or just busy people in general. This Align method is super encouraging. If you have 15 minutes a day to spare, it will help you focus and stay on track. And the Align Bible Journal is only available on Amazon. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. But all you have to do is go on Amazon, search my name, J.C. Lee Pulford, J-A-C-Y-L-E-E-P-U-L-F-O-R-D in Amazon, and you'll get a full list of all of my books right away. Fun fact, paperbacks are eligible for prime shipping. So that means if you order one of my books on Amazon, it's going to only take a few days to get to you. So I'm excited about that. You could be reading what I have written super fast, and that's just awesome. I know a lot of people are iffy about Amazon. I'm a huge fan, especially as a business owner. Amazon has always encouraged and has always had a platform for small business owners to thrive. There are so many that I know who use Amazon as their platform, and they love to help self-published artists and independent authors. So I'm encouraging you to please go on Amazon, order my books, and support your girl. Okay, lastly, I was connecting with a fellow podcast friend the other day, and we were talking about the need for more mom podcasts that are lighthearted and funny without being vulgar. And I absolutely love what Liz and Amanda are doing over on the Boy Mom Meets Girl Mom podcast. I truly do listen to them every single week, and you are going to laugh your head off. <laughs> so please go listen and subscribe to them on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen, because you are going to have a good laugh with these ladies about the hilarious adventures of motherhood. Liz is a mama of two little sweet girlies, and Amanda is the boy mom of older children. So it is the content that we all need to get through these crazy days of motherhood. In their latest episode, they shared their embarrassing Facebook statuses from years ago, and my stomach was hurting. I was laughing so hard. So guys, please tune in to the Boy Mom Meets Girl Mom podcast. They have new episodes out every Tuesday. You're not going to regret it. They are amazing. So I know this intro was a little bit different than before. I wanted it to be a little bit longer. I wanted a little bit of a change so that I actually can share some stuff with you guys and kind of have a little conversation before we get into this week's episode. But I'm all done now. So let's get into it. 
This week's episode is featuring the talented and lovely Lauren Reed. Lauren talks about the call of God, saying yes and being obedient to his will, being a newlywed, having a heart of gratitude that will help us have a heart of praise, and also how to stay encouraged when we are in a season of change. This is episode number 119 that I am calling Say Yes to God with Lauren Reed. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Before we get started, let me share some amazing deals from a few friends of mine. California-based, female-owned, modest boutique Skirt Society has hand-picked pieces perfect for all sizes. For a limited time, use code HELLO10 for 10% off your next order at theskirtsociety.com. From hoodie sets to jumpers, up your fashion game this season. If you're trying to tame your mane like I am, it is time to invest in Uncut. Uncut offers a variety of hair care cleansing and strengthening products that will help restore and renew your long locks. Use code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from UncutHairCare.com today. Are you looking for modest clothing that's both high quality and affordable? Pencil skirts, layer tops, lace extenders, and more can be found at Nuggles. You can also find the cutest modest options for grade school age girls. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off your purchase at www.nuggles.us. That's N-U-G-G-L-E-S.us and stock up for all your layering needs. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. This week's guest is someone that I have admired from afar. I was just confessing how I was stalking her on Instagram, and I'm really excited to speak with her today. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. For those listening, can you please share who you are and what you do? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for um, allowing me to be a part of this. Um, It's such an honor. For those listening, my name is Lauren Reed. Um, As some of you may know, I recently got married back in October. So originally I'm Lauren Hill, but my name changed to Lauren Reed. Um, I always share this as a fun fact. I do not know why. I think it stuck with me from whenever I was um, younger and in school. Teachers would always be like, oh, everyone share a fun fact. And I've always shared that I'm one of 10 children. Um, I am. Yeah, I'm number five or I'm number six. I have five older brothers and then four younger sisters in that order. So it goes five boys, five girls. Um, I have been born and raised in Michigan. I've always gone to First Church of Sterling Heights. Um, My pastor is Harold Hoffman. Um, I currently work as a payroll specialist Um, just for privacy reasons. I'm not going to say for which companies. Um, but yeah, I work from home. I've been working from home for the last, uh, six months. And then 
when I can, I travel and sing with different people and different groups. And I am my church's vocal director. Um, yeah, I think that's a good bulk of who I am. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, one of 10, that's amazing. You really don't hear yeah. that anymore. I mean, yeah. ever. I think if ever, you don't hear that anymore. Yeah, I remember growing up, people were always like, oh my goodness. And then I would get all the questions like, oh, like, is everyone your your sibling? Like, and they would ask all those like little questions that, you know, mm-hmm. that people wonder and then, but they would say them out loud. Um, but yeah, so all, all the nine of my siblings are my, my siblings. So yeah. That's awesome. Well, you have nine built-in best friends. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's incredible. It's always made life very entertaining. So. Oh yeah. yeah. I bet. Well, one of the things obviously I wanted to talk to you about first off, because we have to talk about it first, because I believe that this is where most people will recognize your voice from that you are the female vocalist on the James Wilson song done enough. And my family and I play it all the time. I literally just played it earlier today and I was like, Oh yeah, wait, I'm going to talk to her later. (laughs) Um, But it's really becoming such a classic. And I wanted to know how did that opportunity come about for you? Um, So first I just want to say it was an incredible like opportunity and I'm so grateful that I was a part of it um, because it ended up being like one of the most um, pivotal moments, I think, in my life so far, which probably sounds really dramatic, but it really was. So it all started where I think James just came to our live recording. So Draylon Young's live recording was happening at my home church and, um, James um, happened to be there because he sings on, I think it was Have Your Way with Draylon. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if it was just because he heard me singing or just being with us that week. Um, his recording was going to be taking place, I think, a month or in some change later. And so after Draylon's recording, um, he had sent me a message and said, hey, um, I'm planning on doing a live recording. I know this is last minute, but I would love for you to be a part as like um, a female vocalist for like just singing soprano. And I was like, oh yeah, that'd be great. And then that's when he went on to ask me about doing Done Enough. He said, yeah, just think about it. And he sent me um, like a demo and just, you know, told us to listen to it. And um, I said, yes, I was really nervous. I will say I was really nervous because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're singing with, you know, James and you're like, oh my gosh, I, this is such an honor and I'm really nervous. So, um, that's basically how it came across, uh, came about. And yeah, I don't know. It it was just a random text on a random day. And I was like, wow. Um, so yeah, that's basically, I, we, I prayed about it and everything like that. And it felt like a, a good thing to do. And, um, a couple weeks later, I was in Maryville, Tennessee, and we were uh, recording his album. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really fast. That's yeah. a fast. <laughs> yeah. It's a fast blessing right there. Well, he just yeah. seems so down to earth. And, and I remember, um, uh, you know, talking to Brooke Staten about the same thing and he, you know, how he reached out to her for wait on you lord and it was the same thing he just seems very down to earth and really Mm -hmm. um allowing the lord to to work 
in the ministry and he's not afraid to just, you know, ask somebody out of the blue um, Mm -hmm. to kind of jump on. And I think that's so important that we just, you know, just work together and include whoever we feel that God wants to include on these projects. And I think your voice just complimented his really well on that song. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, he is really great. Um, over, you know, the last couple of years, um, James and his wife, Carly have become really great, you know, friends of ours. And I am so grateful for them. Um, they have instilled like almost like a confidence in me that I didn't have before. They've helped me, you know, realize like, Hey, no, you can do this. Like there have been many times where I've been with him, you know, on tour and I've been really nervous and being surrounded by him and then, you know, other singers, I gained some sort of confidence I didn't have before because people were behind me saying like, no, we believe in you. Like you can do this because I was really nervous, (laughs) Um, especially the week of his recording. So, yeah. So I want to know what's one thing that God, I know it's probably many things, but I want to know what's one thing, if you could choose one thing that God taught you through that project and the experience. Um, I think, honestly, a big part of it is, is just confidence. Um, I, before that recording, um, I lacked confidence when it came to like singing and doing different things and um I think it's because a lot of the times I myself was in the way like I would I was always thinking about okay what if I don't sound good or what if I and it was just like I I I I all the time Mm -hmm. and um just because you know you're singing you're it's a very vulnerable thing to do you know because people are listening either they're gonna like your voice or they're not which whatever but um for me, it taught me, no, like God has called you for this moment or has, you know, asked you to do this thing. So, and, and, you know, what I think I sound like, or what this person or this person thinks I sound like doesn't matter. Um, because it's all for, you know, the glory of God, you know, and I think that immensely helped my confidence because I realized, you know what, at the end of the day, this is, this is for God. So it, you know, the opinions of my, like what I think personally, like about my voice or about this or that, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, and so it helped me, you know, to gain the confidence and, you know, being surrounded by other people, um, that were also like passionate about different things also helped me in a way because before this, um, I, you know, saying and all stuff, but I didn't really work on, you know, crafting the gift that God gave me or working on different things. Like everyone would be like, oh yeah, this morning I did vocal exercises. And I was like, oh, I just showed up. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. it taught me the importance of crafting it. Like I was singing Brian Pounds, for example, is an incredible singer and he really, really works on his vocal abilities because he wants to put forth what, like the best that he can for the Lord. And um, I think that was something that I really learned through this experience was just really, really working on 
what God gave me and um, trying my best with what God gave me because at the end of the day, um, if I'm not going to work on it, then I don't know. I think it working on your craft also shows your um, gratitude towards the Lord, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I love that. I think that does make a lot of sense, both with the confidence and learning how to work on your craft. I think that is the most difficult thing because if we lack confidence, then we probably probably don't think we have a craft to work on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and I know this for for many other things. You know, when a marathon runner goes to run, they have to stretch. And mm-hmm. um, I always think that too. Um, even when I was on the praise team, you know, you just kind of show up. But I remember one of the directors saying, you know, before you sing this song, you have like definitely sing it multiple times at home and try singing it like in the shower with the steam. And, you know, she was kind of giving me some tips. And that was the first time that I really thought about that um, to actually take time and yeah, make sure you know the words, you know? Um, Yeah. But also uh, make sure that your voice is going to be able to handle those notes that you're going to be throwing out there. So I was just thinking about what you were saying about um, learning the lyrics and practicing and making sure you understand things. I think, and I tell my team this, that it's important to, you know, not only show up and sing and practice, but go home and practice and listen to the songs and do different things because um, you never want to get, you know, on, on the platform on Sunday morning and you don't remember, Oh my gosh, am I going to go to parts here or do I go there? Do mm-hmm. I sing lyric or do I sing that lyric? And then you're at the point where you're on the platform singing, trying to usher in the presence of the Lord, but you're, you're so focused on whether or not you know the song that you're missing, you know, what the song is saying, or you're missing the worship moment because you didn't prepare for the worship moment. Um, and I think about that weekly. Um, and I, I'm not saying I'm perfect. There are moments where I do not know lyrics or there are moments where I've messed up a part or done something, but I've learned from those moments. And, um, yeah, I just think preparation is key. And that's another thing I learned on uh, being on this live recording with James is we worked every day really hard. So that way, whenever we got to the live recording, there is nothing distracting us. We were able to, you know, sing his songs in worship. And I think that's just something that um, is important for those that are on a praise team or if you're a part of a band or if you you are the worship leader, um, just being prepared so that way you don't miss a worship moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that would be really distracting. You know, if you don't know the lyrics, you're not really prepared. You're thinking about that and you're not really worshiping the Lord. And that's the whole point of why you're there. And uh, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, as you were talking about working your craft, it got me thinking about the call of God. And uh, this was something I wanted to talk to you about because as a younger person, uh, I think it's important to speak into this more, especially with those out there who might be confused about their calling. They might not even know. 
um, they might have just so much maybe anxiety over it. And I hear a lot about the call of God from them. They message me. uh, We get into discussions about it. And it's very difficult because I don't know what their call is, but um, they're very curious. And so what have you learned so far about the calling that the Lord has placed on your life? Um, I feel like I've learned that because I feel like I could, I at one point was in the same position where I felt like I'm not even clear about like sure about what my calling is. And sometimes I think it's as simple as just being a servant, you know, um, I feel like it becomes an overcomplicated thing where we're like, Oh, you know what? I don't know what my calling is. So I'm either going to sit here and do nothing, or I'm going to be the person that does everything. And I think there's a danger to some of that. Um, obviously to sit here and do nothing is, I don't think a great answer (laughs) for anything. And then sometimes when we do everything, that was me at one point, I was so confused and I was afraid that I was going to miss like whatever calling God had in my life. Something like I was afraid that, you know, um, if I just don't do anything or if I don't do a lot of things, I, I might not be doing what God called me to do. So at one point I was on so many teams at church because I was just trying to make sure I was doing something. But at that point I was burnt out and I was becoming more of like a box checker than a person that was, you know, working on something. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I think as far as the call is, I think it's something that we make very complicated and it's something that doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it. Um, I think, I believe we're all called and whenever you're called, sometimes it might be something as simple as, just serving. Um, and I think sometimes there are people that feel like they're called. So they try to serve in every area, which is, which is fantastic. Like, um, but that's also dangerous because if you're, you know, trying to serve in all these different areas, you might not be serving in areas that you're gifted in. So Mm -hmm. I believe that it's important to, you know, answer the call, but maybe answer the call in the areas that you, you know, that like, Oh, God has given me this gift. Or sometimes it, it's, it's simple as like, maybe you don't know what your gifting is. You might have to try different things out and say, um, and just see like, okay, God, is this, um, something I'm gifted in and just work in it. And it some things just don't work. Like I'm telling you right now, I am not a gifted drummer. I have tried multiple times and that is just not my gifting. And, mm-hmm. So God might not have called me to that area of music, but, um, but he might've called someone else for that area. Um, but a big thing that I've learned about a calling is that sometimes when you feel like you're called to something, not everyone's going to understand that calling. Um, and that's okay. Cause it's not meant for everyone to understand. Um, sometimes people are called to, you know, I, I have people that, I know that they do, you know, bus ministry or different things like that, or does it always make a hundred percent like sense to me? Like I might not get it. Or I have things like, as far as like singing, sometimes people don't like understand why I do some things the way I do. And it's because 
they don't have the exact same calling as me. And I think that's a, a big thing that, um, you know, young people struggle with is that we are a generation where comparison is a huge thing. So Mm -hmm. we try to take our calling and compare it to someone else's or take someone else's calling and try to compare ours to theirs and try to line ours up. So it's exactly like theirs. I'm not saying there's a problem with having, you know, a role model or um, someone that you look up to, but sometimes we try to make our lives mirror someone so much that you might not be in your calling, you're in someone else's trying to make it your own, um, if that makes sense. So I think that's why sometimes it's important to like, or all the time, important to pray about, you know, God, am I in the right spot? Am I, am I doing, using my gifting to, it's whatever you needed it to be. Am I using it in the way that you have asked me to? And, um, just as I said that sometimes not everyone understands it. Sometimes I've learned that there have been times where because I've decided to answer this call or um, do certain things that there are different things I've had to, you know, let go of your people you're once closer to, but now you're not as close to them. And there are seasons where you might feel lonely because you're like, I don't think people are understanding that my calling or I, I just need to be surrounded by people. But, um, there are going to be times where you might feel lonely and it's because you are having to distance yourself from some and cling to others or, um, Mm -hmm. different things from that. And, and I think the biggest thing that I've learned is not ignoring the calling or, um, simply because I've had times where I've just, you know, I didn't want to sing anymore. I didn't want to do that because I'm like, you know what, I'm no good. And that's because it, it was another moment where I was saying I, um, Mm. but yeah, I think that is the biggest thing that I've learned about the calling. That's really good. Um, I agree when you have a ministry, um, or even not even a ministry, but if you feel like you have certain giftings, they might look really different than what's already around your church. And that's Mm -hmm. probably because, you know, the Lord showed me with my artsy creative side that not a lot of people around me had. He was really showing me that that's because there's a need for it. And so I went from feeling like an outcast and weird and, you know, not sure how to use it to feeling kind of empowered by the Lord that, Mm -hmm. oh, I can walk in this special calling because there's a need for it. And Mm -hmm. nobody is doing that right now. And Mm -hmm. so like I was able to connect with, I mean, everybody has their opinion about social media, but God really used it to bring me confidence that Mm -hmm. I was able to connect with other authors, apostolic authors and artists, um, you know, on the, on platform on the platform on Instagram and just let me know that oh other people are called to this too it's actually a legit mm-hmm. thing <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah it's it's also something like you were saying that um we have to really be careful not to um how you worded it not to like work in somebody else's calling you worded yeah. it something like that I think that was yeah. really profound because I 
I think a lot of us do that without even realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. So this actually reminds me of, you know, just being an overthinker. I think especially as Christians, we can overthink things and overanalyze. You know, we want to make sure we're doing the right thing. And so sometimes we just obsess about stuff. And I think the calling of God is one of those. Not saying that Mm -hmm. it's a bad thing to obsess about, but, you know, like you were saying, being a servant, I think we forget that the simple, to simplify the call of God is really loving him and loving others, right? Being a servant, Mm -hmm. that's the main goal, no matter what your skill set is. And uh, do you think that because we're humans and we overthink that we kind of build up this fantasy of the call of God? of the call of God, quote, unquote, you know, we, we build up this fantasy about the call of God, making it more complicated than it really is. Do you think we kind of get in our heads more about it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, like when I was saying it earlier, um, we're just called to serve and, um, you know, like everyone always says like the phrases, like, oh, Jesus came to this earth and he, he was a servant, but like, yes, that, that's just it for me. I, um, when I think of this question, this is really random, but I think of the song, um, available by I think elevation worship and Mm -hmm. the bridge of the song just says, here I am, here I am. You can have it all. Um, and she talks about how, um, for the one who gave me life nothing is a sacrifice um and she talks about use me how you want to god and i think that's just the mentality that we need to have when it comes to our callings and being servants of god is like we want to say yes to god um whatever it might may look like let our responses be yes and it sounds like okay oh that's really simple I know it can be more complicated than that sometimes but sometimes if we if you just put it all down to a word I think it's just yes um and my pastor always talks about like if you boil the bible down to a word it'd be the word um submission and I think that's what it is when it comes to the calling you're just submitting to God saying you know what God whatever it is I I'm going to do it um or I'm going to try you know my best to do it or, um, help you uh, help figure out, okay, well, if I can't do it, who can, if there's different things that, you know, okay, this is not my gifting, but I'm, so I'm going to pray that God helps someone like find whatever this area is and help them in this area. Cause like for me, like say we didn't have a drummer, I'd be trying to find one or pray for one or see if, you know, whoever is, supposed to be in that calling you know finds it but or finds the ability to just be like you know what yes god i'm going to do this Mm -hmm. um so i don't know that's what i think about i just think about the word yes and being available for god yeah that's good it is true just be available and and meet whatever need that is open and we all have different skills. I know, yeah, my husband's the same way. He knows how to play the drums. He can play the guitar. I've always wanted to play the guitar. I tried as a kid. I just have short, stubby fingers. They're very thin. I don't know. I just couldn't get the notes. I I will write a song with you. 
I can get lyrics down. I can get the melody. I just can't actually put music to it, you know? So we all have different (laughs) skill sets, but that's when you work with somebody who can do that. And if we were all the same, then that would mean that God's not as creative. And we know Mm -hmm. that he's creative. He's a great creator. Not every snowflake is the same. Every water droplet is different. It's, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Look out in nature and you look at the animals, how different they are. And, um, you know, we also have different attributes and different skills because we are made very special. We're not cookie cutter. And it just, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much in that already. We can just glorify him just by what we see. It's amazing. And um, yeah, I think also because we have this Western culture mindset here in the United States, you know, everything has to be a certain way. And when we get kind of um, type A about certain things and we have to realize that maybe God gave you a different calling and you're not seeing it, that doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're not, um, you don't have a purpose. It just means that maybe you need to just take a little time to really pray about it. And like you said, try some things at the church, be a servant, work on just loving God, loving others. And, and I really do believe that God will send somebody to Mm -hmm. speak into your life, you know, keep listening to your preacher, your pastor. Uh, There's been many times where my pastor was preaching and I was like, I don't think he understands what he just said right now, because that's exactly what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I do want to shift because I want to say congrats on being married. That is so cool. It's definitely a very special season. So I wanted to say that it's such a special moment when you first get married and that first like year or so is just so fun um, and challenging. It can be challenging. Um, but you're really just spending more time with your best friend. Such a blessing, uh, especially you guys are still young and uh, you're going through different seasons of life. And it's it's amazing to watch and to be a part of when two different lives come together and seeing it merge. Um, and I was wondering what has been a beautiful surprise for you about marriage? Um, I think like, just like you said, he's like, my best friend um obviously my best friend before but now that you know um we like I live with him I see him all the time like I feel like our lives have merged together and we work together more about different things and um I think now that we're married like I feel like um it's easier to like you know turn to him and you know talk to him about different things or um, I don't know why it's any different from when, when we we're like dating, um, when we were dating, you know, and we were engaged and everything. I felt like I could talk to him about anything, but now that we're married, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's right here. I can tell him right now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which sounds really silly, but, um, I feel like, no, it's like a, it's like a deeper level. Yes. It's, it feels like a deeper level of a BFF. Like it's like, yeah. you're my best friend, like forever for real. Like, (laughs) um, so I feel like that's been the biggest thing for me is just that he's just, he's there. And, um, I feel like we compliment each other well, and I like 
we love working together and just doing different things like that. So, yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Um, I've been saying that just like a lot because it really is. It's, I mean, I've been married like over 12 years and I just remember that just, you know, when you get engaged, you get married, this like a whirlwind, like everything just like happens so fast. But then I remember like being in our first like place together in our condo and, and it was just so nice to just have your own space together and, you know, find a rhythm of, of now mm-hmm. there's two of you. And, um, it's really just a special sweet time. And, you know, you're a brand new shiny wife now. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a different hat to wear, you know? Um, sometimes I, I, I do remember, um, like we'll look at each other and we're like, Oh my gosh, like I'm your wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like you're my, It's like, it's so funny to just put that title on it, that it does make things a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know how has it been combining your lives, your passions, callings, all of those things. Um, obviously this is probably something you're both figuring out and you could share however much you want, but how has that been kind of combining like his calling and your calling? So it definitely is something that we're, you know, figuring out. I remember when we were or getting when we were engaged, I I didn't really think about it until like one day I was like, wow, um, this is really gonna like I feel like it's gonna affect some things because we are on the same teams at church. Literally the teams that he's on, I'm on. Um, the teams I'm on, he's on. Um, so and we're both like really, really passionate about whatever teams we're on. We're we're like you know, like there's some people that are just involved. No, like we're involved, like really involved. So it has been um, interesting because, you know, there are times where um, we might have different opinions on things where I have to remember like, oh, I am married to this person. <laughs> so um, I have to go home with them. So like different things like we've had to, you know, think about and think through how to work through them together so that way yeah. uh, we're not at the point where I'm like upset because he doesn't have the same opinion as me which is really silly because you know you're married and you're like you expect them to think everything the exact same way that you do which is <laughs> not real this yeah, is spoiler like, oh. alert no they don't <laughs> yeah I'm like, wait, why didn't you have the same opinion as me in that meeting? And he goes, well, because I just didn't, I just thought differently. Um, (laughs) So it's been very interesting at times. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's also a blessing when you have someone that is, you know, passionate about the same things as you. And um, because, you know, like there are areas like where, He's like, you know what? Let's write a song together today. And that is incredible that I have someone that I'm married to that, you know, wants to sit and write a song or the areas that I am weak in. I am not a great piano player, like at all. I can play if like if push came to shove and everyone wasn't in town or something and they needed me to play, I would absolutely try my best to do it. But um, he is a great piano player and so you know being with him he has helped me a lot he's you know taught me different things of piano that I've 
um, I haven't like felt sure on, or he, there have been times where I'm like, Hey, I need to sing somewhere. Can you come and play piano with me? Or he will be like, Hey, I have to go, um, teach a choir. Like he randomly is really passionate about choir (laughs) and things like that and teaching praise teams. And sometimes he'll be like, would you want to come with me and we can teach it together? And that has been an incredible thing. Um, is that like, I am with someone that wants the same things as me or has the same goals as as I do um or has similar goals not saying he has to have the same goals or um so it's fun that we get to work together and do different things yes there are times where we have to um figure out how we can communicate better in different areas um because we're very headstrong when it comes to certain things so um I might have opinion about vocals that and he might have one too or different things like that so we've had to learn how to work together especially (laughs) in public um on different things so yeah oh yes all my family's listening to this right now and they understand exactly what you just said (laughs) (laughs) discussions in public those are interesting um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I always say sometimes it's very hard for me to hide the expression on my face because whatever I feel, it's going to mm-hmm. show. <laughs> and that can yeah. make for some uh, uncomfortable, awkward situations with the people around us. So they just kind of walk away from us. Um, but you get you get used to once you put once you have those like just just those moments of maybe differences um that's Mm -hmm. the whole thing is part of learning each other uh learning your relationship and yeah respecting their opinion even if you don't agree and vice versa um (laughs) yeah yeah but uh I think like you were saying the bottom line is that you guys are passionate about very important things you know you're very Mm -hmm. passionate about you know, who God is, you're passionate about the gospel, you're passionate about worship and praise, you're passionate about living your life for the Lord. And I think that's such a great foundation. And that's something that we all need to strive for in our relationships. And I've said that before about my husband as well. He is not an Instagram husband at all. You know, the one that takes pictures behind the scene, he'll just roll his eyes and um, he can't stand (laughs) social media at all. Uh, but he respects, you know, that this is what God has opened the door for me. And mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's not a very big talker. And we've tried, I've tried to talk him into coming on the podcast. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> but that's just like his thing. And I love that. Like we were talking about before, God made us definitely, you know, not mm-hmm. cookie cutter. And, um, but we're grounded on the same things are found. I don't have to worry about him teaching our kids, you know, something that's not in the Bible. Uh-huh. And yeah. When you, when you go through life and, and yeah, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I think a lot of young married couples out there, any married couple out there or other, another wife is going to just be nodding her head a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when we are in between seasons of life and we are in transitions for different things, you know, you were, you know, you weren't married. Now you are married when you're in that kind of in between where things can be kind of a little crazy for a while. How can we give God praise even when we're busy? Um, so I feel like 
with this, I feel like, um, I feel like it's very important to, you know, get to a point where you're never really, truly so busy that you don't have time for those moments. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, throughout the day, I have days where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so busy. I need to, um, just like take a moment and just, you know, praise God. Cause sometimes it's good to praise God for the busy seasons, you know, saying, God, thank you for giving me, like, it sounds weird, but giving me these, like so many things, like these things to do, like, um, or for this whirlwind that's going on around me, I thank you for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like, even if you just do it throughout your day, you know what, take a moment, just saying, praise God. Cause you know, God hears those moments, even if it's for two minutes or 30 seconds or a few seconds, you know what, praise God. Thank you for this right now. And, um, cause I just, like I said earlier, just having a heart of gratitude is just so important. And yeah, I just think that just finding those moments when you can just praise God. And even mm -hmm. if it means that you have to get up earlier and just be like, I'm going to just take a moment this morning to spend time with God and give him some um, praise. Yeah, definitely. So this might be a hard question, might be a big one, but if you could define what a heart of praise actually looks like, what would it be? Um, I feel like a heart of praise is honestly just um, a heart that is just grateful. Because um, I feel like if you have a grateful heart, you you're able to praise God and be like, you know what? During this circumstance, I I'm just grateful, and so praise God. I I think that is just a number one thing. Um, because even when it comes back to worship leading or um, something like that, I think about how having a heart of praise is so important. Because it sounds really weird, but you might not always 100% like love the song that you're singing but if you have a heart of praise and you have a, a heart of gratitude it's a lot easier to listen to the lyrics and understand what you're singing about or understand what you're singing for um and I think about like even in your everyday life having a heart that is just grateful helps you um to be more, you know, just to give God more praise. Yeah, I think if that makes sense, just giving, just having a heart of gratitude helps you to have a heart of praise. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. And that's such a good word to use, grateful. I think we could all maybe use that word a little bit more because, mm -hmm. I mean, we're in the beginning of 2022, another year. And if we look around us in our world, it doesn't seem like much has changed in the last year or so. Uh, it's like, well, we're talking about the same things over and over again. And, mm -hmm. you know, it can be a little daunting and maybe a little scary. Um, but we have to have hope and we have to look around us in a different light. And the only way we can do that is with our perspective. And mm -hmm. I do agree that if we can be grateful and just, you know, give the Lord, you know, um, just some thanksgiving for even the smallest things in our life. Uh, I, I 
I'm sure we'll be surprised that it's actually not that small at all because yeah. whatever, whatever positions our hearts to give God praise is not small, no matter how, you know, how we see it. But I do love that word to be grateful. And I think it's definitely important as we start a new year and when things are maybe not exactly what we want it to be right now in the world. Yeah. So can you just take some time? I would love it if you could speak to somebody listening who's going through so much change and they're having a hard time praising God in the middle of like their chaotic life. Maybe they're a busy college student. Maybe they are a new wife, a new mom, um, just somebody who's going through a lot of change and they're really having to struggle, maybe being grateful or struggle, uh, praising God. What would you say to them? I think, first of all, it goes back to that gratitude, you know, having the little phrase, the attitude of gratitude. Um, I think it's just so important because it. I know it's easier said than done, but it can really get you through a lot of different things. Um, I know I, for one, used to struggle a lot, a lot with change. I hated change because I'm like, oh, it makes me really uncomfortable when things are changing. Like I'm a, um, a, a type of person that is more of like a planner or like I had had times in life where like change has made me feel anxious because I can't tell like where things are going or what's happening. It's not the exact, you know, routine that I'm used to. Um, and I think it's very easy to be overwhelmed during change. Um, but one thing I've learned in my short 23 years, um, is that when change is happening, those are opportunities for growth. Um, because now I'm in a, a moment where, yes, um, I'm not saying that I'm like always a hundred percent, like the most confident and the most stable during a moment, a season of change, but I can say that I've gotten, um, a lot better in these seasons because I've understood that, you know what, sometimes God will put me through those seasons in order to help me grow, um, and sometimes it makes me have more gratitude in those moments because I'm, you know what, God, I'm grateful that I'm in this season because I know that this is an opportunity for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to um, lean closer to you or to um, lean closer to your, to you and to your word. Um, there have been times where I've been, I've gone through a season and for lack of better words, where all I had to cling to was, was God, you know, it sounds, that sounds really bad, but like, (laughs) um, I constantly was turning to prayer or constantly turning to God because those moments that was where my, like when everything else around me seemed shaky, my firm foundation was, was God, um, and is still God. Um, so I think the, in those moments, of change and moments of chaos. It's just important to look for those moments where, where you could grow like God, even though things seem crazy and things seem um, unstable or I'm in so many seasons of change, or I might be a new mom or I might be a new wife or um, all these different things. 
help this be a season where I grow, help this be a season where I, I learn something or I might dive deeper into different um, things that I haven't before. I think that that is one of the biggest things in those moments and just be like, like you were saying, sometimes we have to thank God for the small things. And um, I think it's just having those moments where you just, no matter what you just say, God, I might be going through something that's uncomfortable, but I'm grateful. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just having that attitude of gratitude and looking for opportunities to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely is just such a word of encouragement. And I want to just thank you again for being on the podcast and sharing your heart with us today. I enjoyed this conversation with you and I think what you've shared today is going to be helpful to somebody listening. And I would love it if you could just take some time to let everybody know where they can find you online. Yes. So, um, I have Instagram and Facebook. I feel like I don't really (laughs) use my Facebook as much, but, Mm -hmm. um, Instagram, I think my name is, uh, Lauren Ashley underscore read R E E D. Um, and then I, um, my home church is first church Sterling Heights. So if you guys ever want to, you know, join us in a worship set or just, um, tune into our, um, Sunday service or anything like that to just see, um, how we do our worship, um, worship experiences and things like that. Um, you can always just join us on YouTube or um, I do post moments of worship on social media a lot. So, yeah. Well, thank you again, Lauren, for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's been a great opportunity and a, a great, I've never done a podcast before. So um, this has been an awesome experience. So thank you. Well, you made it. You did it. You survived. (laughs) I did. did. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories? Tagging me at HelloAwesomeLive. I would be so encouraged. Also, please leave a five-star review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts sharing how God used this to bless you. Don't forget to subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome and shop inspirational products, head to helloawesome.live using the promo code HELLO10 for 10% off your next purchase. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.